Our next story on true crime, fashion and passion, is a story of tragic loss of a sexy, wild, fun, charismatic man who had had it all. He had looks, he had charisma, he had a big career starting in Hollywood. He was dating all the hottest women in town, and suddenly he started dating the wrong girl in town. And that changed his life. Ronnie Marquette was a model, he was an actor, he was a sex symbol, <laughs> and he was a good spirit. He was loyal and loving. It's interesting how the right people come to you at the right time in life. As I was creating this this podcast and I was doing a lot of research on, on different people in the industry and how crime had changed their lives, how people had been murdered that worked in the industry in different models. A good friend of mine called me and said, hey, I want you to meet this young man. He has such a sad story. And she didn't know I was working on the show. And she said, he has such a sad story. And I think he could learn a lot from you. I want you two to meet. And she told me his story. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's no coincidence, I'm working on a show about true crime. Uh, we can tell his story. We can find the answers. We can maybe make a change here. Aaron Mar Marquette, his dad was Ronnie Marquette. He only knew his father just a little bit in a few years of his life before he was taken in a tragic case of what is called Russian roulette, which none of his friends, nobody in his family believes that story. This is a story about... Michelle Pfeiffer's sister, Dee Dee Pfeiffer, an actress who is dating Ronnie Marquette. And I think you're going to really find this a fascinating story. We have some of his friends that have, have called in to talk about their feelings on this murder and how their lives were changed forever and how each and every one of them could never, ever, ever believe that Ronnie Marquette would take his own life in a game of Russian roulette. Listen to this next episode of True Crime, Fashion, and Passion and I'm curious to hear what you think happened. Thank God for fashion. I think there's so much crime in fashion because people are drawn to fashion. I got into the business of fashion to tell stories. Flashes all around. Top model Gia got it all, all at once. At the end of the day, it's the comeuppance. The runway catway's mine. We have very eclectic personalities. I'm here with Philip Blosh. My fabulous co-host, Pat Cleveland. Biggest crime in fashion has been the death of Versace. Shortly before 9 a.m., fashion designer Gianni Versace was shot on the steps of his villa. And now I get to tell the stories of people I love in fashion. When people are caught and they have to pay for their crimes. Body found yesterday in the Seine River in Paris. How did she die? Katusha Neon. Sylvie Cachet was on top of the world. Her body found in an overflowing bathtub. You're listening to True Crime, Fashion and Passion with your host, Philip Locke. Today we have a very special story. Often crimes happen and they're all over the news, but this is a crime that happened in the 90s. It was a beautiful man with a beautiful soul, a beautiful spirit, and we share many mutual friends over the years. And I think one of the most important things in life is synchronicity and friends. And Today, our subject is Ronnie Marquette. He was a model. He was an actor. He was a waiter. He was a surfer. He was a skater. He was a father, and he was a son. And today, we have his son with us. Aaron Marquette, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Excellent. Thank you for joining us. You've got here all the way from California. It was a bumpy ride, but you got here. Yes, it was. I know this is really important for you because... Maybe this will bring some kind of a closure or maybe some kind of an opening. 
Tell us why this was so important for you. I guess it's really important just for closure. I kind of want answers that I've been searching for my entire life since I've kind of heard of the story. So you saw your dad uh, for your fifth birthday. Yes. Which was about two weeks before he died. What, what was the day of your birthday? And when was your, when did your dad die? Uh, it was September 8th and he died September 27th. 1994. 1994. Wow. And your mom was a makeup artist, hair? Uh, hairdresser. Hairdresser. And they met on a, how did they meet? She cut his hair. <laughs> <laughs> and she fell in love. He was yeah. gorgeous. Your dad was absolutely gorgeous. Six mm -hmm. foot two, sexy. And the uh, apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You're <laughs> hidden today with your mask and all that. But I think that this is one of those stories that nobody's ever going to really know the truth. This is really, there's two people in the room and one of them is dead and that's your dad. And the other person was Dee Dee Pfeiffer. She's a well-known actress. Mm. Hollywood in the 90s, there were a lot of crimes that came and went and right. the victim never got to tell their story. You know, Robert Blake's wife. We had the same thing with William Shatner's wife. The same thing with uh, Tito. Tito uh, Jackson's wife died in a swimming pool. The swimming pools were really dangerous. And then um, also <laughs> uh, Natalie Wood, you know, and that's a case that has managed to stay very relevant for years and they've, you know, I think there's a lot of suspicion to what really went on. You've heard a lot of stories. You've talked to a lot of people. This has been something that's plagued you your whole life. What do you think really happened? Just based on everything, just your personal opinion, allegedly, you know, it's just what you think from all his friends. You've you've been very blessed to be, right. have, your father's very loved and you have a lot of friends right. of his surrounding you. And, and some of them talked with us today. So now we're going to talk with a really good friend of Ronnie's who basically discovered him and sent him in the direction of modeling. CJ, say hello. Hello. <laughs> We're here with Aaron and CJ now. Hi. Hi, Philip. Hello. There's Aaron. He's he's speaking up. And um, so when did you meet Ronnie? I met Ronnie in the early to mid-90s, and uh, I was looking for uh, someone to be in my music video, and uh, I, I just stumbled across him in Leathers and Treasures on Melrose. Uh, he was behind the counter, and I said, that's the guy. And that's how we met. So dreamy. He really is just dreamy. Yeah. And he really had that look of that time. There was a boy, Nick Kamen, who who I modeled with, and Michael Pare. He really had that kind of, for lack of a better word, that Elvis look. <laughs> you know, he yeah, just very much. You know, which was was called very ethnic and and very very different at that time because everybody before that was very all American looking and you know, right. just very jockish and all American. But yeah, he had that bad boy. boy, the beach boy, exactly. The California beach boy or the, or the Texas farm boy. Um, but, right. but Ronnie had that, that bad boy charm. Did, did you feel that right away? Could you tell he was kind of a bad boy? I did. I, I, I did. I, I need, well, especially, you know, I saw him on a, on a bike cause we needed someone on a, on a Harley and we, we put him on a bike, and that just completed the look. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That greaser yeah. look. It was very that greaser, right. they called it back in the day, that 50s sort of Fonzie, <laughs> but the sexy right. version of Fonzie. Yes. And so you guys did the video together, and did you date at all? We did. We, we dated for a, a brief time, and then, uh, you know, life gets in the way, and, and I moved, and he moved, and we uh, lost contact with each other. I saw him uh, years later uh, over at Giuseppe Franco's uh, and uh, hair salon, and um, I had written a screenplay with with actually him in mind for the lead called Minor Details, and um, 
He read it. He loved it. But I never it, that never got off the ground again. Life. Welcome to Hollywood. Right? <laughs> Hooray for Hollywood. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Go Hollywood. Exactly. So by this point, he was already a successful model. He had gone to, That's by the time you came back with the screenplay, he had gone to Italy. He had a lot of success in Italy, I believe. Yeah. And then he kind of came back to LA and he was acting. Had he been working with uh, Aaron Spelling by that point? I believe it was about, it was around that time. Or he might have gotten it right after that. Yeah. Wow. That's it's that really job. exciting. Yeah. So he was, he was on fire, you know, he, he was. He was, he was definitely going places. Absolutely. Well, and, and he had that, but he was always doing other jobs as well. He was kind of one of those people that was up to a lot of different things, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know he was yeah. working with an Italian restaurant at one point. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. That's probably where we lost touch. Exactly. Well, you know, that's the yeah. thing about Hollywood. You you meet certain people at certain times and you become very close and you never lose them, really. You know, I, they, they stay, right. there's certain people you stay connected to emotionally, but you're yeah. not necessarily in touch with them. So when you started with the screen, with the screenplay, so you guys kind of got reconnected again. Yeah. And how long was this roughly before he came to an end? It was a couple years. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you that we had lost touch again because it's just, you know, how it, how it went. And it was during this time that I was living in in Hollywood. I had the TV on, and um, I was in the kitchen. My mom was there, and I heard something on, I think it was hard copy, on the TV. Well, my mom heard it first, and I heard his name. And my mom, you know, gasped because my mother just loved him. And I, she says, you know, you need to come here. And I know this is not the question you asked, but, but this yes. was... This was the next time I, you know, there was any mention or contact, if you will. But uh, And I came in, and I watched the story. I was just, you know, heartbroken, you know, just heartbroken. You could basically just pick me up off the floor and come to realize that he literally, even though we had been out of touch, he literally, this, what happened to him was just a couple blocks from where I lived. And I had no idea he lived a couple blocks from me. Wow. Yeah, it, it was it was uh, gut wrenching. So that's when I went into a different a different mode, and I needed to find out what happened. Well, it really touches you when you when you love somebody and you have that yeah. that soul connection. It was and, a soul connection. Mm -hmm. And and it just you know I think there's a reason people are put in different people's lives. And so what did you do after that? Well, you know I. Uh, I was in touch with uh, Ronnie's brother. I was in touch with his best friend. I wound up opening up my own investigation uh, because there were so many unanswered questions. What did you feel were the unanswered questions? What, what, what really didn't sit right with you? One of the, this is very touchy, but one of the things that stood out to me was I went and questioned a lot of the neighbors that lived in the building where he lived. And one man in particular stood out. He wanted to be on, I'm not sure if it was audio or video at the time, but he, he wanted that reassurance for his protection that he heard two gunshots, not one, as reported on the police report. And that really stood out to me. He said he heard two gunshots and then he, and then he heard a scream. A delay and then a scream. A woman's scream or a man's scream? A woman's, yeah. 
And another thing that really stood out was that I remember that the police tape had been cut uh, to his apartment and that now I'm going by what Wayne had told me, his brother, that the, that the, that the, line, that the tape had been cut and Dee Dee had gone into the apartment to get a pair of shoes. Well, so what I understood, just, just to backtrack a little, so what I understood is so Dee Dee was in the apartment with, with Ronnie and these gunshots went off. And so then Dee Dee left the apartment? Yes. And did she go back to her house at that time, do you think? Or is I, that what... I, well, just just from again from from what I was told, yeah. she was out on the curb, okay. sobbing. Uh, I guess waiting for her sister. Okay, okay. Uh, we don't have yeah. to say any of those names. Just yes. just okay. FYI, we're we're, we're gonna uh, edit, we'll show it this out. But I, I'm not gonna say yeah. the the D K name, and I'm not gonna say okay. the. Uh, we all we yeah. all know. Well, I'll probably say M P's name about. at okay. one moment, but but I won't say D K's yeah. name. Anyway, um. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna try and protect everybody and and every again this is just everybody's recollection and their their sure. take on what happened and we're just putting together yeah. a story that really never got told and never had never the opportunity yeah. to be told. So yeah. what and I understand, what it, exactly what, what that have kind of you know it's very interesting when you look at this case when you go online it's completely cleaned. There's there's nothing about yeah. it really. Yeah. So that automatically tells you there's something going on here. Yes. When I see a Absolutely. case that, you know, I've I've looked up over 300 cases at this point for this this uh, podcast. This is the only case that has nothing on it, period. Like, really yeah. nothing which, official which, about it. Yeah, which to me raises a red flag right there. Absolutely. So, so, you know, I, so, so Dee Dee left the apartment at one point. She was downstairs on the curb crying. And so what I understand is um, that Ronnie's best friend had showed up. And by the time he showed up, the, the tape was cut also. Right. Do you know that? Have, have you heard that? Yeah, no, I don't know that detail. But yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I can't comment on that, but it would make sense. You know, it would, it would, you know, correspond with, with what Wayne told me, but. Well, Aaron has spoken me. to Ronnie's best friend and didn't, didn't, yeah. you don't have to say his name, but didn't he yeah. find that, that, yeah. So, so that kind yeah. of goes with that story. He said that when he showed up, he, the tape was yeah. cut. Well, yeah, um, it, it would, it, it would make sense. Yeah. I had a long talk with his best friend and I recorded it and it's part of the paperwork I, I gave to Aaron to bring there to you. And I typed it out and it's, it's quite telling. It's quite telling. You, know, you think you'll be fascinated by it. This was when everything was still fresh. There was also, I, I had a two hour conversation with the coroner jumping ahead for a moment. And there was something that really stood out to me that stood out to the coroner, excuse me. And he was quite clear about it. Again, it's in, I had written to the attorney general back then and, and it's in that paperwork as well. So, you know, forgive me if I'm if I'm not quoting exactly, but but he said that this is the first time in all of his years that there was an elected, sorry, an assigned official to this case as opposed to the elected. Hmm. And he found that odd and I found that quite candid of him to say. Yeah, it's nice when they sort of say something out of the unexpected and you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah. they're telling me something. Yeah. They're giving yeah. me a it hint raised here." An eyebrow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, there were definitely bigger powers involved in this story that that seemed to have stepped in and and tried to, for whatever reasons, you know, I, th I think one of the interesting things that we see in the nineties in Hollywood is, you know, there's several murders that just sort of got swept under the rug, sort of the, the famous person sort of didn't get really accused and, and the other person was just dead. And that was that. And it was just an accident. That's right. That's right. Uh, That's Robert right. Blake, yeah. Robert Blake was really the only one that, that actually had to go to court, but William Shatner's wife died in a pool 
a That's Noreen right. kid, and one of the Jackson brothers, Tito Jackson's wife, died in a pool. And look at Natalie Wood. You know? Natalie Wood. I mean, that case just has not gone away. It was again all all very similar in that time before social media, when things could disappear. The interesting thing is Natalie Wood has not disappeared. That case has not disappeared. People keep bringing it up, but it does not get very far. Because everything right. was destroyed, basically. Any any yeah. chance of being able to prove these things now, you know, is, is difficult because very it's, difficult. It's, it's so it's everything was swept so far under the rug or thrown out that it's hard. But but I think it's important to keep these legacies alive and tell these stories. And what else did you find out in your in your investigation? Oh, there's so many things. Tell us. <laughs> I went in and, and talked to his agent. It was my understanding that he had just gotten a $100,000 contract for Cadbury Chocolate. He was had plans to go see his son, believe it was in two weeks, and he had a lot to live for. Well, he had just been in Hawaii uh, for, for Aaron's fifth birthday, That's right? right? Yep. That's right. Yeah, so he was going to go back and see Aaron. He made it very clear according to his best friend, that he had been trying to sever this relationship with who he was in the same room with. <laughs> now, one thing, that I find, yeah, one, one thing that I find fascinating, again, this is, this is I'm, a, I'm a third party, so it's hearsay, but yeah. it's, it's worth mentioning, and it's in the paperwork that I sent. So in, in her story, in her, in her account of what happened, now he, he had, he had, asked her when she had walked in the room, he had asked her, do you want to play Russian Roulette? And again, this is coming from the best friend. This is coming from what she had apparently told him. So this was all this still fresh. This is from Dee Dee telling the best yeah. friend that Ronnie came. So, so here's a question. Yeah. Who the fuck is playing Russian Roulette? And why well, are you playing Russian Roulette with somebody yeah. you want to break up with? Like, where right. did the gun that's come that's, from? Do you well, know where well, the gun gets, came from? I don't know. But but this is where it gets yeah. interesting. So according to her, she said to the police, I, get, I think it's in the police report, she used the word blanks, meaning per, plural, Yeah. with an S. And anyone who knows anything about Russian Roulette, even if it's from the movie The Deer Hunter, you only put one bullet. You don't put several blanks Yeah. Or, several yeah. bullets. You only put one. And she said that he had put several or she, something about blanks. And that stood out to me again as a red flag. Yeah. So like, it's something to really, you know, take pause at. Because did you, it, to me, it's a slip. It's did, a slip of the truth. Did you know Ronnie to have a gun or be involved with guns? I, I did did he ask to play Russian roulette with you at any point in oh, your God, friendship? No. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, this is a man who smiled with his eyes. Never. <laughs> I mean, nope. this just does yeah. not make any sense. Uh, the Russian yeah. roulette story is just, that's, that's just a crazy one to me. Like who's, yeah. who just got a hundred thousand dollar Cadbury campaign has a son in Hawaii. And let's be perfectly honest here is fucking every hot girl in Hollywood. Right. Let's, yeah. <laughs> I mean like, yeah. let's, let's go no, there. He, like what, yeah, who he, says, he, I, I, it doesn't make sense yeah. just to me. I mean, you know, maybe. Yeah, no, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to a few people that I've spoken with. What is your intuition of what, how do you think it went? Like you seem to have very intuitive. You had a, a connection to him. Just you. It's just your opinion. It's not. Okay. It's all um, th allegedly. You know, this is all yeah, alleged. Sure. Possibly, yeah, it's just sure. your. It's just what you feel. What is your instinct tells you what happened? I, I don't even know him, and I have an instinct of. I have a pretty good instinct of what happened, and and it matches somebody else that knew him very well. My gut is. I I definitely wholeheartedly feel that there was foul play. Absolutely, okay. no doubt in my mind. The least 
at the very least, I think there was an accessory yeah. to murder. Do you feel like there was an argument or a wrestling yes. with the gun I, and maybe I, it went off I, accidentally? I, yeah, I, I think, yeah, just something, yeah, yeah, just something is not... Do you not think there were drugs involved? At all. Do you think there were What's drugs that? involved? Do you think there were drugs involved? I, you know what, I can't speak to that because yeah. I didn't know him at that time. Yeah. I, I don't think so. It didn't okay. really... It doesn't seem like Ronnie, but I, I can't speak to it. Yeah, and you didn't hear anything about that in your investigation? I did not, no. What else do you think really stuck out to you in your investigation that would be important for people to know? Well, the 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 one thing that I just mentioned about what she had said to the in the police report about blanks, yeah. that just doesn't that doesn't coincide with game, if you will, yeah. of Russian roulette. Yeah. And the coroner's meeting, that conversation of two hours, the tape that was cut, and uh, there was something very desperate to me to get to in that apartment before family arrived or, or whatever uh, for that to be cut. And, and you don't go in and go to get a pair of shoes. And there was one other thing that really stood out, and I actually saw it with my own eyes. I actually went into his apartment after this, you know, after everything had been cleaned up, because I just needed to feel him. Yeah. I needed, my mother and I went in there, and she was oh. very investigative, and we didn't see any hole in a wall where you would think that there would be. So you didn't see any place for the second bullet, theoretically, because there was only one bullet. In the coroner's report, where was Ronnie shot? In, in the head, in the mouth, in the face? In in the, in the mouth. In the mouth. So the, the mouth. bullet was, in the coroner's report, it is in his mouth. Right. And did it come out at the back of his head, or did it stay in his body? Right. So so I'm, I'm, I'm going to get graphic. Please do. Yes, I, okay. I have the I have the coroner's so I'm, report I'm right sorry, here. Aaron, but I have to get a little graphic here. It's all good. Um, yeah, so there was skull fragment, and, and I can attest to this because I got the clothes that he died in, and, and it was on his clothes. Um, just a piece of it. And so a skull fragment to me means that the bullet exited. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. we, we did not find a, a bullet hole anywhere. So it, it, it was just, it was just strange. It stood, it stood out. I don't know what it means, but it stood out. Well, and there's no, on the, on the, on the police report of the autopsy that I have here, there's no exit to the bullet. Like, I don't right. see where there's right. an exit. Like, there's no exit in the back of his head right. above the bullet, like, which right. seems and, really and if weird. You look at the di- right. If you look at the, the diagram that was drawn up by either his brother or his best friend, and, and, and Aaron has that in his possession right now, uh, it even says on there, whoever went in there, because they had to clean this up, um, or they hired someone to come in. But they went in right after this happened, and uh, when it was cleared. And uh, it even says on that paperwork that there was skull fragment. Uh, I think it was on a mattress or somewhere in the living room, which would indicate a, an exit wound. I yeah, I think it's here on the yeah. I see that two pieces. Yeah, it, of, it yeah it's on the. It looks teeth. like it's on a mattress. Yeah, it wasn't teeth. It was skull fragment, and and again, it was on his clothes that I got. So why is there no? I wonder why the coroner doesn't have an exit. Yeah, I. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And again, he, you know, very candidly said this is the first time in all of his years someone is, was assigned, not elected. So um, the other thing that stood out was, and I saw this with, with, this is where I was going, I saw this with, with my own eyes, was a letter from, from 
her. Yes, I've heard about and, that letter. Why don't you tell us what it said? Yeah, so it was, you know, the, the usual love letter. And, and then, but at the end, it said, you know, if I can't have you, no one can. And, and it, that was a very desperate, it was very Hollywood thing to say. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Well, especially in lieu of what was going on. So, so you did the investigative work, but did, were there any private investigators hired? Did anyone hire a private investigator? Gosh, not, not that I know of. Interesting. Interesting. Well, again, of. like obviously Aaron was five years old at the time, so he wasn't yeah. hiring a private investigator. Yeah. Aaron's yeah. mom and, and his dad were, were friendly, but they weren't together as yeah. a couple or anything. So they're really, and, right. and his family, did you have contact with his family after that? I did. I actually uh, became uh, very good friends with his mother, Heather, and I became very good friends with his brother and with his best friend. You know, I went up, I, I you know, up to the coastal region to do this interview with him on tape. And that was pretty much the last, you know, I, I, I was in contact with the best friend maybe one other time years later, but but that was... Here's something I want to get to because it'll it'll fill in why everybody's so quiet and hushed. Like, this changed your life forever. This, this killed careers. Besides killing Ronnie, like, this was a big thing in Hollywood that was kind of kept quiet and everybody was kind of told to shut up and go back to life as normal, correct? Yes, yes. Now, let me tell you, in the letter that I wrote to the Attorney General, I told him at the end of the letter, respectively, if I don't hear back from his office or whosoever office it was, oh, it was his, I think it was Mr. Longsoman. I said, if I don't hear back from your office within 45 days, I really have no other recourse than to go to the media. And, and I didn't hear back from them. <laughs> and I did go to the media. And I went... And it, and I went back to Hard Copy, who did the original story. So so let me ask a question about it. So Hard Copy did a story. Did that story ever air? It did not. I got a call an hour before it was scheduled to air, and I was told that it was axed. Okay. And I found that as no big surprise. And did anybody <laughs> else do stories on it that never aired? I don't know. Okay, but but the hard copy. Were you interviewed for the hard copy story? I was. I w- I went to their offices or their studios on uh, Wilshire in Brentwood at that time and I and I did an interview uh, in their studio. And his best friend did an interview for that as well, correct? I got, I, sh- I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But you know you did and do you know if anybody else did an interview for that? I, I don't. Yeah, okay. I sure don't. And did local news store uh, outlets cover the story? Not that I saw. Well, the star definitely covered it. We know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yes, they know. definitely they definitely yeah. did their their story on it. it very, yeah. very interesting. What else would you like to say about it? Otherwise, you know, I don't want to keep you all day, but what else would yeah, you like no, to say? Yeah, no, it's okay. That's really the things that really stand out. I'm sure that when we hang up, some more will come to me. But anything that I have left out is in that paperwork. And it's, like I said, it's quite telling and, and quite, it's it's fascinating. It's compelling. And this is all an interview that you basically was, was who wrote this paperwork? Tell me again. Yeah, no, I did. It was a summary. It was a letter to the attorney general based on my, my findings, both with the coroner and eyewitness account with uh, his brother and uh, his best friend. Yeah, his brother was not in L.A. at the time, though, correct? Where was his brother when this he, happened? No, he, he was. Oh, his brother was in I, I L.A. Mean, as far as I know, he yeah. was. And you saw him in L.A. When you when you talked to him, you saw him in L.A. or I you did. spoke to him on the phone? or? Oh, I did. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I know. Oh, he lived in uh, just down from Sagebrush Cantina. Is that Calabasas? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, Calabasas. Yeah. So his brother was yeah. living. And did you meet him? Did you? I did. I met him at his place. Great. And then I think he, oh no, and then he came over to my place at one point. Yeah, he came over to my place. Yeah, that's right. So we had a, a couple meetings. Wow. 
I'm, I'm, yeah. And I'm just looking for a date on here. Oh, May 1st, 1995. And do you remember the day of the murder? Uh, September 27th, I believe. And that was 1994? Yes. And, and did you have a premonition or a dream or anything about you? Do you feel like he came to you? Like, what is your... What oh, is your... yeah, he comes to me all the time. Yes. Yes, there are things that happen with Ronnie, even to this day. It, he's he's still very much here. Have you felt anything uh, in the last day or two, just coincidentally, since we were going into this? I, I have, so- but it's um, it just happened this morning. Uh, I have a thing with dimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, and, and some you're a dime, might, baby. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. Some people might find this. Yeah, it's just a coincidence. But there, it's a thing with dimes, and I took Ronnie's photo off my mantle and put it on the coffee table in honor of this conversation. And as I did it, there was a dime that fell out of my pocket. I, I don't have a hole in my pocket. And it was just, and I, and I heard something fall on the hardwood floor and I looked down and it was a dime. And so there's that. I mean, it was, I know it sounds out there. Yeah. You know, listen, but, I, I, if you believe, you believe. If you're a believer, then yeah. you understand it. And if you don't, you're yeah. like, this, this chick's batshit crazy. And she yeah, dropped right. a dime. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but I think for those of us that are believers and understand that that people come to us and and we as friends as people that are brought into people's lives for a certain reason these things happen and and we believe in them and and I think there's a reason that you were compelled to do such a, a deep investigation in, into it. And, and and hopefully even this will bring some form of closure and, you know, a reminder. It's just important to re, to remember these people that, that lost their lives for no reason. You know, I think one of the things I found interesting, you're in the middle of your career. You know, I, my, my take on this is sort of that here's a guy that's basically, you know, hitting all the hot chicks in Hollywood. He's definitely getting around. He's in the peak of his career. And, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, I feel like there's somebody clingy, hanging on, you know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. There's there's this clingy girlfriend and you've got all these other girls like it's like, oh, get off my back. Do do you know if they were living together? They they were not. But um, that apartment apparently was in her name. And he he, according to his best friend, was was feeling suffocated. And he was he was in love with uh, another woman at that time uh, by the name of Kim, and I, I, I won't say her last name, but he was apparently in love with her, and he, he'd been trying desperately to end this with, you know, yeah. with the one that was in the room with him. And, I mean, that, that, again, is something that came from the best friend who gave such um, a compelling um, uh, recall of the conversations that he had about that. And and I believe that when she went there that day, that he tried to break up with her and something terrible happened. Yeah, I, I felt like I an, an argument ensued, and I'd, yeah. I'd like to know where the gun came from. That's personally where I'm, yeah. I'm fascinated to know whose gun it was, where it came from, who pulled yeah. it out. And again, this is the thing with a murder. You know, it's there's usually two people, maybe three, four, whoever's there are the only people that know. And Whoever's yep. dead isn't talking, and whoever's alive had something to do with it. So their version is all we get to hear. So, yeah, yeah, and 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 I think you know recently, and I'm and I'm sure Aaron has told you about this, but 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 one thing that really really disturbed me just, and I don't know how long ago it was, maybe within the the past month or two, you know, Aaron had had made a comment on her Instagram about. I don't know if I can 
if I'm allowed to mention this. Yeah, Karen. I think it's cool. Okay. Um, I guess she, she had posted a photo of, you know, she was pondering about something, and, and the question was to all of her followers, you know, can you guess what I'm thinking? And and Aaron had chimed in, you know, because he's still grieving, and there's he's there's still unanswered questions. And he's, he chimed in and said, um, yeah, what it must be like to get away with murder. And her, re- and, and that might be a loose quote. But no, that's correct. That. What was the quote, Aaron? Yeah. That is the quote. Okay. Okay. And and her response was a bunch of laughing emojis. And and who does that? And you she know? knows that, really that Aaron me. Aaron is oh, Ronnie's she knows son. Who Aaron is? She knows. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, she, well, she, Aaron and I are going to talk about that. Yeah. 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 But it just was very disturbing. Very disturbing. That's really and that's just as as of late. To not even just send a broken heart emoji or just, uh, let's say... No, and then she blocked him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But she sent those laughing emojis first. That's that's sweet, touching. (laughs) Good to see she has a sense of humor about murder. Um, I don't know about the humor, but... Anything else you'd like to share? Anything else you think is important to share with our listeners? I I think I've I've covered quite a bit. And obviously this letter uh, has got a lot in it. We're going to put this letter up and and let people read it so that they can, um, you know, I I think, you know, enough time has passed and I think it's important for people to just know, you know, there's a story there that's buried and we don't have the ability to read it as normally these things would be public documentation. You'd be able to read them and see them. Right. And I think the public is entitled to be able to see. I think he had a lot of fans. I I think. A lot of people loved him. He has a family. I, I, I was just saying, I think he had a lot of fans. I think he had a lot of family and friends that loved him. And I know that a handful of people I personally know, their lives were changed forever by this moment. And I think that yeah. people lost their careers. They lost their lives. And being frank, they lost their minds because of this. And it's a very right. difficult thing to lose a friend and not have an answer to why or feel like you know the answers. And it's just everybody is just shh, shh. Yes. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you taking yeah. the time and, and telling your, your your observations and how you felt. And again, you know, it's all speculative. This is We all have our feelings sure. on something like this. Thank sure. you again of for course. joining us. God bless you. And Aaron? Yes, God bless you too. Aaron, and would God you like to say something? For, for, for bringing this forward. Yeah, thanks, Carolyn. Appreciate it. Yes. I know you guys had some intense conversations the last few days, so yeah. I really appreciate yeah. you. And I hope you find a roll of dimes somewhere soon. <laughs> you betcha. We'll know where they came from, at least a few. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Take care.